Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the stuff. We're back on <laughs> with my brother, my friend, Amos Emmanuel. We went offline and we've been we've been trying to innovate and uh, recalibrate. Yes. Uh, shortly before there was a break in transmission, um, we were talking about innovation, and we said that innovation can be uh, difficult. And you know, Amos Emmanuel was trying to explain to us why innovation could be difficult at times. In fact, as a matter of fact, uh, during our test run, he was talking about innovation and he said that there are a number of organizations that will buy equipment and they will end up not using those equipment for quite a while. You know, they just buy it for the sake of buying those equipment. I know, and I know, um, you know, a few years ago, there were some hospitals that have bought equipment and had not installed them. You know, can you speak to that, sir? Yes. Um, well, there is something there is something about need, even for ICT services and its products. Uh, before a product was cre was created, there was a purpose. And uh, okay. if you've got the tool and you've not adapted the tool, then perhaps it was just to spend the money and there was no problem that was to be solved. Wow. So, that's, so it's the same, same thing. Sometimes you want to teach somebody to be innovative. If you don't teach the person to address things of today and we are repeating the practice of doing the same old things that have now become obsolete, wow. you can consider your expenditure in such directions as pure wastes. Wow. So, and that's actually the more important that, um, no, just like we actually started um, uh, in, the, in this program, I actually shared earlier in one of the, uh, uh, you know, startup discussions we had, that you see, there's something about leadership. It's not a classroom. It's not because you are tall, you went to this, you had this degree, you had that, so you belong to that classroom of leaders. No. Leadership, and somebody who is actually a leader in this time, has to have been through, you know, differentiating, differentiating his knowledge to have had the appropriate innovation that should be able to bring about outcomes of the desired expectations of today, not okay. as of the past. And that is why, you know, in some of my interventions, you know, we 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 are bothered about this because um, we have failed, or perhaps we see things as being difficult because we have not let ourselves to be party to what is the sacrifice that we all have to offer. So wow. we probably expect some. We probably expect some magic to happen. Um, and that is why some sound of warning when we feel we desire a digital economy and we think that can be brought about just miraculously. It's a whole lot of work. It's good desire, but a whole lot of work is desired. So if you've not put in that pain um, to get the gains, then you don't get uh, that expectation of a digital economy because those who are there, they are, they've been through those who have been through the era, the stage, the process, and the transformation that has brought about a digital economy have been through certain processes of transformation. And that wow. is why in some of my interventions, like in my upcoming event on the 24th, we are actually addressing in a webinar, um, talking particularly to public service innovation. That is to say, 
how relevant and how important we need to identify with the fact that innovation is key in the public service, in, in the public service space. And um, in that session, I cautiously had to first identify the role the media play. You see, the media itself has been impacted by innovation. It's quite a lot of them have done a whole lot of work to retrain themselves. And of course, we can see where we are now in terms of media. A whole lot of things have changed. I can't see the last time you were in the hotel and somebody is sleeping a newspaper under your, under your door. Or perhaps you have seen, you know, the sounds of the vendors on the streets pressing and blaring those, um, those horns, uh, selling newspapers, and, and you wonder who buys when every information is on the, is, is the next notification on the smartphone, even to the smallest um, kid in the room. So wow. we realize that so many changes has brought about so many things so leadership has to mean we ourselves have to change and we need to tell the people next to us, people behind us, that they also have to change. You see, a society that does not have a good leadership will allow more people to suffer from the technological disruptions that, about, that have been happening. So many of us have been there and we saw some of our parents who were Kabu Kabu drivers who were, you know, on a daily basis waking up to resume under a tree or sometimes they sleep overnight under those tree shelters to resume their transportation and uh, taxi business the next morning. And all of a sudden, that business just went under because nobody will go to a Kabu Kabu park because you can tap on your phone, call, a, uh, call it by an Uber, Uber driver or a boat driver, and you get to head to where you're going and you're back by not having to locate a Kabu Kabu driver anywhere. But then you realize that before that time, some people really were making you know, the, the, their livelihood was based on that. So if you don't have the right leadership, who could plan ahead to protect such caliber of human beings, such citizens, then we realize that we are all heading into the ocean. Wow. There's no drive, wow. there's nothing. So there's a whole lot. Innovation has impacted people in diverse ways. Wow. Now, wow. Nigerians, as we speak, World Summit Awards Nigeria, every year has been getting and identifying products from different parts of this country every year. And Nigeria is on a very good mark. Nigeria is actually on the, is on the we're on the innovation map. We actually, we have an indelible mark on the innovation map. So that Nigerians are actually good innovators and we know the potential. So we need to identify with everybody doing any good thing that has high positive social impacts. On our economy, these are the kind of people we should be talking to. These are the kind of people that are going to cause a, a, a kind of um, um, a comeback to our, to, our, to our dwindling economy. It won't be by just those national budgets we keep counting. And I think that is actually the, 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 the direction. In my little foundation, we've actually been looking at how we attack interventions that actually address the crux of the issues, especially as we've become very provoked by pandemic in the recent times. Wow, wow, wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Now, I, I, want, I want to find out, how do, you, how do you deal with, you know, innovation in schools? In schools. Can you hear me, sir? Hello, sir. Um, come, on, come again, please, with that. I'm talking about innovation in schools, in schools. 
in the school system. Please come again with that. Wow. Come again with that question, please. Yes, innovation in schools, innovation in schools. Innovation in schools. Yeah. Did I get you? Okay, yes. great. I think, um, yes, I think um, first and foremost, um, the advantage, the advantage of innovation programs in schools is about, we don't have to say when next we start, we are overdue. And um, the reason why I say this is that um, I could remember some years back, um, some of my colleagues in the computer science class, we had to do a little survey back there in the departments, trying to see what may be lacking there and some of the problems they have there and some of the things we got. Um, that was really pretty worrying is about the curriculum that are still being taught to students today to graduate tomorrow. Worrisome in the sense that these contents, we went through those contents, and I can remember for some of us, there are so many things, even while in school, we have to do independently out of school. And I can, I can imagine more than 30 years ago, what will happen about now. And um, we thank God for the internet. Some of our children now in school have to use the power of the internet so hugely and positively to make the difference. Um, schools now have realized the need for innovation. Okay. And that is why on the World Summit Awards, we have junior categories of the innovation competition, where under 26-year-olds are also taking actions to, to, they are taking actions to solve at least one or a combination of the 17 SDGs. So if under 26 are doing this, so you can imagine what people older should be doing. So it's really of essence that every school has to make sure that in teaching, you have to be innovative. In the course itself, you've got to be innovative. In the outcomes, it shouldn't just be about binding a research project that nobody ever knows where the research ends up with. If you've written a project way back in your final year and you don't commit your mind and life to that thing to earn money from it, then too bad. Don't teach them. Don't just make them to go and buy the book for a score. Let them create what they can live and survive on in future because every profession is a potential breadwinner. Every profession. The worst is you have a combination of them. When they say you want to create a startup, no singular discipline has started a startup that's successful. A singular startup from one discipline that wants to go its way, obviously they don't go too far. It's just by virtue of perhaps the kind of thing I've been through in my own life that I could do some of the things I'm doing because I saw that much earlier in life. But then it won't be easy for everyone to want to do the kind of things I've been through. And besides, they are not available. So creativity, innovation it's your core it's your confidence it's your life it's your future you know that's about one thing you have and you feel you've earned a life and there's no part of the world you cannot live in 
and you'll be proud you are yourself. So in Nigeria, talk about education. My concern is even more with the faculty capacity teaching. Because the more we can impact them, the better they perhaps can impact the students under them. And we are not going to import teachers to teach innovative solutions. We are going to import teachers. Professors are on ground. And I'm happy there are so many programs that um, very top leadership lecturers are now being put through. And they have to go through them. They have to enjoy it. It's not a, 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 a shoulder high stuff. A professor with some digital experience today is a happier professor for a professor that wants to last tomorrow. And you agree with me, the crop of lecturers I had way back, the contents were very thorough. You have to do an extra work to create a difference. And um, as of today, some of those crops of those people who stood out, we know what they have done and we know what they've given back to this country. And they are still doing it. But then, innovation now lacking in so many, several other spaces brings about gaps that we have to fill. We have to seek the, the gap. We have to fill the gap, of course, and of course, begin to see how the ecosystem can actually thrive and do better. So education, like you've sounded, is very, very key that we don't jump with that from the youthful ages. Excellent. Excellent. Now, if you're in an environment where you have uh, your colleagues, you know, that they are uh, creating, you know, um, a challenge for you to be able to be innovative, what do you do in such an environment? Um, I think you should even be happy that you see people giving you a challenge. Because um, to some people, we run away from issues. As problem solvers, you'll be happy you are looking for, we change, we're looking for problems. Not please the kind of problem that you go on the road, you are slapping somebody, you are creating problems for yourself, but please, solution issues. <laughs> problems would have been there, and you are offering solutions to the issues. And um, you see, it helps anybody who has that mind to help in bringing light to any fuzzy situation. Look at our economy. We all shout and talk about corruption. Yes, we know the solutions. Every one of us, we all know the solutions. We all know that with corruption, you can never do the next right thing. But guess what? If you can innovate, you can serve the people and still live your good life. And that is the whole essence why on that 24th in my program that the United Nations ICT for Seeds Lead Consultant, Professor Amjad, is going to share some of this. He's going to throw more lights in how a public administrator, whether you are a councillor, you are a local government chairman, a commissioner, a minister, a president can do your job so joyfully, happily, 
and nobody makes a fool of you. As a chairman of a council, I want to like tie a road. Are you the first person to have tied a road? Under my ICD for Seeds project pilots across the, within the year, but almost about 10 years now, I could possibly show you how many other people have tied common roads that you have in your mind in different, different parts of the world. I, I can share with you what materials they've used. I can share with you what constituent materials have been used for the quality desired. And I have not spent the Nigerian cobble for, to have come to those knowledge decisions wow. via a computer-aided wow. strategic planning. Wow. Yeah, and very common to many places like our environments, they've spent in billions and they've not even done the job yet. Now, so how can a leader... It's the kind of mindset that most of our colleagues who even wear suits are into by virtue of their position and responsibility in public space. And you see this commonly and nobody is talking about it. They have so formed an infrastructure or an architecture that now becomes a norm, a practice. And they do this wow. openly, backed wow. up. Nothing happens. Wow. Now, so how can a leader... We can only innovate. We can only innovate in real serious terms and like i'm currently looking for projects i'm looking for anybody's projects that's addressing some of these societal problems so that we can actually reduce the excesses that we find in our leadership space because trying to leadership like i told you it's not a classroom for all you see that you are the quality leadership person or you are not and um, innovation will bring about the right information, the right management, and the right carbon that people should be shred to their nursery positions. And okay. we have the right society running okay. in the future. All right. Now, how can, how can a leader be innovative even during this pandemic? Um, I think first and foremost, you need to, a leader, a leader needs to accept that there is need for him to understand the tools to making him change. He has to actually accept that if a tool can make his work lighter, his work smarter, he needs to subject himself to understand what that tool is saying, how that tool can help, what benefits he can get. Because the less of good knowledge you need that you desire now in, by virtue of your position, and you don't have it, People are bound to come with so many quotations to fool you, and you go by what you are saying because so they don't really jack leader, How can a leader be effective? How can a leader be innovative? Even though, in what ways? In what ways? For example, in what ways are you innovative even during this pandemic? Um, you see, that's what I'm saying now. That a leader is is a personal is actually a personal decision. Because a leader has to be ready to pay the necessary sacrifice to learn. Okay. You see, it's actually, it's, it's a relearning process. It, it will not say because it's the accountant, he knows this is what happens in accounting as such, this is the way it must be done. Uh, you know, my books are kept in this manner, this is kept in this manner. 
I have an accounting software, and I might not go by a T account practically by piece of paper and all of that, but then I could deliver your accounts in the manner you want it. But even better analysis, as the case may be. So he needs to actually be able to be that kind of person that should be able to, you know, listen to what change he needs so that he will work and get better. There is no straight, not just one simple solution. It depends on who you are. And don't forget, in life, it does not matter what you read. You know, I have done something much earlier in my program that I had to get management, it was actually like a management training kind of program where I have actually gotten unemployed graduates from diverse disciplines. I have people who read psychology, Yoruba languages, computer science, accounting, engineering, under my pseudo liberty project, under the Innovation Bed Initiative. And um, we were able to identify the fact that they went to school, they have a degree, but they are jobless. And by virtue of the fact that I run a software and I have a niche of users using my application, and I see manpower problem in those organizations, I actually get them in, give them some sound dubbing on IT-enabled education, as well as the education for the industry I want to send them to. So what, it now doesn't matter who you are. My industry, where I'm sending you to, is the Nigerian capital market. That's where I've been for decades. Now, there's manpower there, and I have given you training in the IT-enabled education that you require as a graduate of even Yoruba or psychology, as well as the business process of the industry I want to send you to, free training and free supply to their jobs. Nobody came back to me because they were all absorbed. If you see, without even putting a vacancy outside your door, if you see a good hand to employ today, today, okay, you will employ. So it's just that people might just be employable. And you know what? They are helpless. They need innovative education to make them switch from the industry they are to another one and be relevant in another discipline, minding where they are coming from because there's no how you have read psychology and you are now in a different sector and, you are, and your psychology will not help you where you are. Because even people in engineering need from psychology. See, we, 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 we are yet to do this cross-reference utilization of our, of our most disciplinary you know, opportunities to bring about the kind of opportunities that can engender positive innovations that can bring the kind of changes that we desire. In, in, okay, in, in so when you, when you say, when you you know? say that... So as a leader, you need to just yeah, be open. Okay, so, yes. so when you say that, you know, some of these graduates, you know, they are unemployable. Maybe based on, maybe now, based on what... Now, certain sectors of the economy, economy are already saturated far saturated so when you keep producing and they can never fit who will employ and not even that you are not creating them to have employer you know self-employment possibility because in the first place they need to be able to have that kind of entrepreneurship Myself. acumen that can make them stay on their own which is not is not open is not available so the, the chance now is that by the time industry practitioners are intervening, like what I did the last time, 
and you are intervening to get these guys off the road, give them the necessary education that they need, and send them to where you know they will be employed. All the guys I trained and all the companies I sent them to, they went in there to speak to earn unemployment. It was not because it was programmers sending you, sending you. Because they were able to go there with almost brand new profession. I just simply polished what they already knew and sending them to the right industry and they'll be engaged. And like I told you, there are employers now still looking for good hands, but they are not reachable. If they are not even available, the ones available can still be polished and directed to go and their jobs. They are, they are required. So competing is not totally sending them off the road. You know? Because, like I said in the, my last talk, when you are innovating, whether for artificial intelligence, you are innovating for machine learning, you are innovating for blockchain, the computer, the machine is not doing it alone. Man is needed to innovate to innovate using the machine. So man is actually involved and there's a whole lot of work that is available. So there's a whole lot of employment, but right now we are looking at a brand new set of employments. <laughs> so only those who have who have the chance of having such capacities or such potentials are likely to end the new jobs. So the word job is no longer job anymore. When we say job, I'm looking for work and I have a job. We perhaps want to look at the word service, where today service now means you offering what you know in exchange for a reward, not a job that I am actually joining your organization to stay there for 30, 31 days, and end of month, I get a paycheck, whether I do anything or not. So the quality of what I've done within the month is not what you have used to judge the reward or the payment you have given me, but just because you have just employed me because it was just the sheer employment. And that is fast changing. And that's why you see organizations shrinking in staff, because most of them are using automation to drive innovation, to get their bottom lines up. Wow, wow. So the direction of unemployment needs a proper re-engineering to get all those graduates back to work by helping them chart a new course to now begin to get the new jobs that are available. I'm looking for good people if I see one. Well, but you, I, need, I know. you need to change them to make what you want to see. What, what wow. to so, so that there are a lot of opportunities, but it has to be the, you know, the right mindset. The, the, the doors are just opening up brand new jobs right now. Brand new jobs. Look at even in technology. You need to, is, are you a back-end person in terms of software development? If you are very good in API and protocols, you are very good in front-end designs. Oh, databases, crack tools and all of that. Then next, you now give them content areas they need to go and write about, not just that, oh, I know how to do a C-sharp, I, I, I do .NET development, I'll do this, i do that, but I do not have a problem area that I can actually solve a problem in. Because when you say application, application means you are actually adapting certain process steps to solving problems of a particular area. Those areas are the problem areas, and that's actually what brings food to your table. Wow. So, so and in my solving project, 
<laughs> you must be solving a problem, not just that you are writing code. Whoever subjects your mind to writing code and you don't know what to write code after to make money, then you're just wasting your time. Wow. So wow. You teach people Oracle and Oracle content because they have an opportunity to pick an Oracle job somewhere, an Oracle project somewhere, and not just that, you are teaching them Oracle when the places of opportunities are that they need them to do the necessary thing that they need to do, you are acquiring software from foreign organizations. Wow. And the real public spaces that have the demand for our services are almost like in competition with local development efforts that we have in this country. Bitter truth. So when we, teach them, and when we teach local capacities, please open up, bring them in, give them the opportunities to do what they need to do to you, and obviously you will be, will be somewhere rather than just feeling nobody is doing anything in the country. And people are doing quite a lot. Every year we take innovation out of this country. Last year, carrot.ng carrot was won by a, a Nigerian winner. The World Summit Award Nigeria presented carrot and it was celebrated in Kalkaish in Portugal. The year wow. before, Nigeria also had a winning product um, called utrocky.ng, smart settlement and urbanization product. And that product was celebrated in the city of Vienna two years ago. And we've had a series of innovations that have been record, I mean, rec I mean, rated globally as outstanding. But in my local community, nobody may want to recognize them, encourage them. Wow. Wow. I think we, we lost the connection. We lost the connection. We might be coming back on now. Well, we've been listening to Amos Emmanuel. Yeah, you are back now, sir. Yeah, you are talking about your local community. Go ahead, sir. Um, I guess the sound is um, diminishing. Yeah, but, yeah, the network is diminishing because there's downpour, there's rains right now. That's why. Okay, go on, go on. I didn't get your point there now. You were talking about the local communities. Yeah. Yes. Now, so let me just let me just go straight so that I can wrap up with this with this now. That um. Uh, the local innovations that Nigeria has been taking out, I mentioned the carrot NG that was celebrated in, in Portugal last year. And um, even this year, we've gotten a product called Check It App. You know, Check It App is actually a health product, you know, that can be used to measure and to track all this drug counterfeiting that we have in the, in, 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 in the Nigerian space, drug trafficking. But then Check It App is local. It was done by Nigerians. So there is, people are innovating, and I want to see all of them. My databases, I mean, for database submissions are still online, under the Innovation Bed page and the World Summit Award Nigeria page. And we realize that all this innovation, by the time we drive them to the center, we take, we do a, a national pre-selection, which is coming up next Friday. Um, and that national pre-selection, we get some of the very good ones to present their projects before our, our jury, the pre-selection jury in the country, for which this actually some past winners of the World Summit Awards who will be who will be there live, 
and um, they will be able to evaluate some of these projects. And we use this to encourage so that they can listen to experts' comments. Past winners, they probably may ask them, how have you, how did, what did you do? How were you able to win? Do you know what it is to win a World Summit Award? That means your product is among the 40 best innovations in the world. Wow. For you to wow. be a World Summit winner, you must be, you must have innovated, you know, you must have invented a product that must have qualified amongst eight categories and is among the 40 top best in the world. And if Nigeria has been doing this and the potentials are still higher, I'm confident. And that's why the Innovation Bed program, as it were, has been very encouraging. In my status right now as the um, chairman, legal state, um, chairman of ITAN for Lagos State, we've actually been involved with several interventions within this COVID-19. We've spoken with teachers, and the teachers program was an international one <coughs> that we actually had to get um, our dear friend Rajiv, uh, Rajiv Jain from India to keynote. And this is actually NASCOM's first certified master trainer. And he was actually on this program for teaching for teachers across Africa. And it was grand. We've actually had an intervention where we brought about and the industry, the Information Technology Association of Nigeria, Institute of Software Practitioners Association of Nigeria, ISPON, and of course, Nigerian Computer Society. And we've actually collaborated to see what we can do to assist the manufacturing sector. Because the manufacturing sector is, you see, that is one sector we don't toy with. And as we speak, they need several innovative assistance from the industry. Beyond government has to do this, government has to do that. The sector itself has to be awakened to the fact that innovation will cause a major change, perhaps far better than what it should be expecting from government. Wow. So I think this wow. has to be the directions. Wow, wow, wow. amazing. It's been, a, it's, it's been a wonderful time. I, I really, I can see the passion, the energy that is coming, you know, from you. I mean, I, I'm so thankful. I just want to celebrate you tonight, uh, Imos Emmanuel. Uh, on a final note, you know, um, what is the role of, um, you know, competition, you know, amongst youths? What's the importance of competition when it comes to innovation? You know, like you have an idea challenge. Uh, maybe about mm. uh, 500 youths come together, throw up an idea, you know, and the best one uh, in terms of implementation is able to get some kind of uh, incentive, you know, uh, maybe a job offer. Is there, you know, something like that that, you know, you are involved in? And if there is, share with us, please, as we close. Yes. Um, first and foremost, um, the entire World Summit Award process is about this. And that is exactly what we do. You know, we have to identify with them, encourage them, promote them, and mentor them, and up to the point when they can go for their international or local pitches. Um, frankly, we there are many, but we've not had, never had. We can never have enough. Uh, the social issues, the social problems are so hydra-headed that um, the Nigerian youth truly needs some attention. And, and, and we are happy that um, globally, many of these programs are opening up, that many of them are ambassadors in, ambassador in that, and there's uh, many of these prominent um, uh, citizens from the United States, from Europe, and specifically some governments too, across the globe, have also been putting up some programs and some many numerous 
and UN initiatives have actually been also doing so much in this direction to helping youths across the globe. It's actually important to create such competitions amongst the youth because uh, the more of that, the more the youths are having the opportunity to interact with their peers, to be able to say what they know, share or learn from Wow. Wow. The system is, uh, is freezing. Well, I mean, basically, um, innovation. We've been talking about innovation and leadership. And uh, we've had with us Amos Emmanuel, you know, talking about the role of uh, innovation, you know, even in the, uh, as a fallout of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, everyone, whether you are, in, uh, the oil sector, you are the banking sector. Innovation is very, very important. Yeah, you are back. You are back, sir. Yes. 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 So I, I was just saying. I was just. We we're talking about the competition among the youths. That the yeah, competition, competition among the youths is actually very important. It's actually very important because that's actually the time. That's about the only time they have to interact with one another, to learn from one another. And look at that here. As the national expert for the country, I'm talking about database of innovations from more than 180 countries every year. So I'm talking, so when we say innovation bed, it's a bouquet of ideas, projects that people have ventured. So it's actually a big thing. And it's always very good to share this with people, what anyone has done in some places. Like uh, we saw a robot the other time uh, exhibiting certain very fantastic, uh, you know, um, um, characteristics, some very new characteristics. And you, you, you agree with me that we've not even seen anything yet. We've actually not seen anything yet. Let us even develop our Internet of Things education, you know. Let us develop our Internet of Things education. And let Internet of Things, IOTs, begin to be able to engage all the necessary things that we need. The new lives that we are beginning to talk about is actually with us, and we begin to see that. And it will be the local people here who are going to do all that we need to change their local environment to our desired future communities, which is actually the whole essence of thinking aright, doing the right programs, engaging with the right people. You understand what I'm saying? And of course, we're praying that people in the leadership positions are also there to offer all that is needed in the ecosystem. Take power much more seriously, not politically, and let people be able to do all that they need to do to save their motherland. Wow, 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 excellent. So on this note, we just want to appreciate Emmanuel Amos uh, for sharing with us very powerful insights concerning innovation. And I can see that your passion and your energy is, is uh, awesome, awesome tonight, you know. Uh, this is something that I always say that you can't give what you don't have. You know, if you uh, are not passionate about something uh, that you're doing, it will be very obvious. But tonight, Emmanuel Amos has uh, come to share with us thoughts on innovation, the, the correlation between innovation and leadership. What keeps a leader, you know, uh, vibrant and relevant is innovation. Leader is not able to innovate, come up with fresh ideas, and also inspire the followership. It will become a massive challenge. So, uh, on a final note, do you have one, one just for 30 seconds, 
you know, a parting shot on a final note. Oh, great. Um, my oh, sorry. the network is actually been pretty bad. Okay, fine. But then, um, on the final note, I actually will implore that the Nigerian youths get to be more confident. They should be hopeful. Wow. The network is, you know, well, I think he just was trying to talk about the Nigerian youths, that they need to be confident. I mean, and also, I also believe that even for innovation uh, and leadership, uh, there also has to be mentorship uh, because quite a number of youths, the reason why they're not excited about innovation is because those who are ahead, you know, um, they believe that they are not there available to inspire them and encourage them. And so, the network is really uh, okay, the network is back. You're back, you're back, sir. Just, the yeah. The network is really bad. On the oh. final note, on the final note, just tell yes. the youths to try to see how they take innovation rather very seriously because we've got great problems to solve. We've got very, very great problems to solve. And we need to be able to network, create as many collaboration networks as possible, and um, be able to see what best can help the Nigerian um, economy so that we can get back on our feet. Um, in our up, um, uh, upcoming programs, we really will feel that um, um, Nigeria and Nigerians from across the 36 states will be able to participate in the World Summit Innovation on a yearly basis, and of course, offer to submit their innovation to the database for global acknowledgements. Wow. On this note, I want to thank you, sir, for you know, making yourself available, despite the network challenges that uh, we've encountered tonight. Well, it's all part of innovation. Innovation can be very difficult, particularly uh, you know, in an environment where you know, uh, things are not certain. All over the world, you know, even with this pandemic, you are seeing that you know no country is immune from the challenges, uh, whether in the first world nations or in the third world nations. But it's an opportunity for those who are uh, focused to show up, to shine and make a difference. Um, you know, the star only shines when it's dark. You know, um, if you go outside now, you see the star shining. You know, but you know you don't see it during the day. So. For us, you and I, I believe that even for us to show up and uh, provide some solutions tonight, uh, in spite of the network challenges, is you know is such a privilege. And uh, and even for those who are going to watch uh, the replay, I'm sure they they will be able to learn one or two things. So on behalf of myself and uh, my entire you know uh, friends and family, I want to appreciate you for joining us all the way from uh, Lagos Island. So thank you, Emmanuel Amos. I wish you all the best, sir, enabling your endeavors as you continue to lead in the area of innovation. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Have a good evening. Thank you.